Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Here I Am podcast. Our purpose is to take biblical topics, break them down through discussion, so we may apply them to our daily lives. I'm your host, Jared, so let's get right to it. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, today's topic comes out of Philippians 1 and specifically verse 21. For, me, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But before we start, let's just take a moment to uh, go before the Lord in, in prayer. Father God in heaven, we thank you for another day of life that you've given us, Lord. Each day is a, a gift from you. May, may you help us make the, the most of us. And Father, we just pray that your Holy Spirit would be with us, not only us, but the listeners, and that you would allow us to better understand this this specific verse and what it means, again, for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. In Jesus Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. John? Yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful passage. And, but before we start, I'd like to set the setting of where and when it took place. Uh, the Apostle Paul at the time was in Rome, which was the epicenter of the world, uh, and it was 62 AD. So it, it currently he was incarcerated, in prison, uh, chained to a guard, waiting to go before Caesar. So it wasn't a real good place to be, and certainly he had de- it was the second time he was uh if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was the second time that he was imprisoned. And uh, the first time it was in a much more comfortable setting than, than this one was. So uh, when he wrote this, uh, it was to the church in Philippi. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Is that right, Jay? Philippi. Yeah, Philippi. And uh, sorry about that. And in... His take on life, what struck me the most when I read this, because you could do an overall summary of what it is, but to actually break it down, it starts with two words, to me. And I think that's important. And the reason I think it's important is because he's not speaking as, this is how you should speak. This is what I think. To me, to live is Christ and to die is is gain. And as a Christian, I would ask, that's, that's kind of a basic, that's what we all should be, right? I mean, as a Christian, Christ should be at the center of it, to live is Christ. Mm-hmm. And that should be at every, so it's not like it's some profound like thought that, but how, I would ask you this as well, how many of us, can honestly say that that's the case. I bet there's a lot of Christians who live with Christ not totally at the center. Well, I think there isn't. I, I mean, it's shameful. of it all. I mean, I I hate to say that, but and I don't want to make it sound like, but I I I truly would think that that look, Christ needs to be at the center of every part of your life, and. I think that's what he's saying. Your entire life should be Christ. Yeah, I agree, and and I'm I'm uh, convicted over it almost daily. 
I was telling JJ on the way in, you know, the Lord kind of showed me something in just preparation for this, and it, it's concerning that. It's it's my formal life before I was saved. Um, I was just attached to something that I I just ate, slept, breathed. And once I was saved, I, I had that same, I had that same just desire and compulsion. But over time, I've, I've almost been saved 20 years now. I've noticed that <clears throat> while, while the faith in Christ is, is ever present in me and, and, and throughout my, my day, I'm not, I'm not embraced the faith and I've not embraced my savior the way that the scriptures have called, called me to do so. So again, this is, this is a topic that's, I've come under conviction. And I don't want to say it's e- was easier back then. Uh, certainly the world is is crazy now, and you're running from one place to the next, to the next, to the next, and working, and some people are working two jobs, and and it, it, it makes it more difficult. I think that's a great part of Satan's plan for, for you know, camouflaging that. However... I don't want to make that an, an excuse either. Um, I no. just, I, for Paul to say that, I mean, Paul was getting ready to go in front of Caesar. And, you know, so to say to die is gain, is uh, to die was real for him. I mean, th- this was something that could happen imminently because you say the wrong thing to Caesar and you were you were getting ready for a dirt nap. I mean, you know, it, he he dusted a lot of people, and and you know, I just think JJ always prays and says, "Come boldly to your throne." And I, Paul was bold in this statement, and I need to be bolder. Well, and I think that's what's happening here, and I think that's where my conviction is coming from too, is Paul's example. And, and you kind of hit it on the head this morning before the podcast started, which was, and, and you led with it, which was, he says, to, to me. So he's sharing, he's sharing to us what his life in Christ is about as an example to follow. And again, that's, there was a Francis Chan, a, a small clip of Francis Chan that, that talked about this specific verse um, where, where he talked about, being that example and actually being able to say to other brothers and sisters in the faith, you know, follow me, follow my, my example. You know, right, right now, I, I don't, I wouldn't be comfortable to stand up before the church and tell them to follow me. That's, that's a great point. I I was just, while you were saying that I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm going, you know, he's talking to a, a relatively young church. All right, somebody who's trying to find their way and through navigate throughout the difficult things that are that are happening and in Christianity's new and and there's Paul serving as almost like the rudder of a ship and or standing on the bow like George Washington, you know, leading. And while you were saying that, I'm thinking, boy, we have way too few people standing up at the bow of a ship leading in the way that that Paul was doing here. 
And and isn't that what we all should be doing? That goes back to JJ's point earlier about, well, maybe he would say it differently, JJ. But but you're essentially saying who's the problem here? Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, this is an inward introspection, you know, like because, like John said, for me. You know, scripture yeah. always talks about doing a, a a look at your own heart. You know, um, you know, one of my favorite psalms is, um, "I hid my word in your heart that I wouldn't sin against you." Hmm. So, with that, there, there, you have to evaluate our own walk. You know, we can't judge other people, but we are supposed to be fruit inspectors. You know, what's the fruit of that person? And but we also should be looking at ourselves. Can we say, for me, uh, to live as Christ and to die as gain? Because it's a no-lose situation, right? It is for us. Right. For us yeah. as believers, it's a no-lose situation. Yeah. You know, you go forward, you get to claim your father, the hope that you have in him, what he's done for you, which is... You know, that, think about that quiet time you get to spend with the God of the universe as you as you walk through this life on on this earth. Oh, we're so privileged. Yeah, and just to stop and you know, the other day I I started a new prayer. Uh, just I don't know, like a new prayer time. I wanted to take it differently and take it more seriously because I fail miserably at it. And I, God just gave me this ability just to let go. Mm. It was so freeing <laughs> and so amazing it was like god spoke to me i'm here i'm listening forget it all relax oh it was unbelievable yeah that's yeah. grace you could that's, that's the lord's grace you i'm going to be honest with you and i don't want to get into like some kind of metaphysical thing but i felt the tension leave my body oh, we should my get into shoulders that. relaxed it's just like my body just the peace above yeah, all was, understanding. Yeah, it mm. was. And and I'm not trying to say something special or that I'm special because this is all available for us. It's will you make the time? You know, I said before we started this discussion on this podcast, you know, Christ asked Peter several times, Do you love me? And I've said this before in his podcast, but I think there's something really real there because. <laughs> because I think so. Yeah, but no, well, think about this. Think about what's being said here, too, for a second. To live as Christ, to die again, isn't this love? If, if, if you have a true, deep love for somebody, like I love to go home and see my wife, I look forward to going home mm-hmm. and seeing her. That's a good, I love that's her. a good analogy. I, I look forward to going home. I look forward to seeing my Savior, like, unbelievably, because I love him. I want to see him. I can't wait to see Christ. Well, I think that's a that's a big part of this, too. Um, there's a couple. First off, as with God, he's taking care of everything. Mm-hmm. To live is Christ. Mm-hmm. To die is gain. You can't lose. It's a no-lose situation. No, you you can't not not in not in faithfulness, right? Not, so not in faith, not in the body, not being saved. So every well, every day, you're one day closer to going home, and and but again, when he just said, 
he can't wait to see Christ. I thought about this when when I was preparing my message to give at the at the mission. I all the time sit there and talk about um can't wait for that heavenly body because mine aches from all the sports and can't wait to 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 get there to see my dad and see mm. people. But you know what? The main reason we need to yeah, get there, <laughs> that's all, those are all fringe benefits. They are. They are. Okay? For sure they are. And I also say this, what's the one thing I say I can't wait to get? All the time I've said it. That hug. Oh, I yeah, cannot wait. JJ says that too. I cannot wait. Christ needs to be at the center. To live is Christ. But then to, when we go to heaven, he's got to be the main reason and your desire needs to be him. Well, take what exactly, it's a beautiful thing you just said, um, John, but take what you said and couple it with scripture that says, well done, good and faithful yeah. servant. Can you imagine being told that? I mean, it's a hope of mine. Right. I'm failing miserably, but I try every day. You know, one of my things I started years ago is I roll painfully, like John said, out of bed these days. It's more difficult every day because your body's just really hurting. I I go to my knees directly from bed. Wow. I don't even start the day. I don't even want to start the day without him. And I say, Lord, you know, just give me the strength and the courage and the words to bring honor and glory to you. That's it. Yeah. Don't, don't, I don't need food. I don't, you've, you're always taking care of that. As the bird said, you know, as he's, I'm sorry, as he said, as the birds, he's always. Even the birds. Right. right. But what I want is to bring honor and glory to you. So. When you think of to live as Christ in what John said and then couple it with, well done, good and faithful servant, what does that take now? Is the question. Uh, obedience, a commitment yeah. to it, and faithfulness and yes. obedience. Yeah. How did it you always know? comes back to faithfulness and obedience, by the way. It does. It, it, but the one thing that's the highest commodity we have today is where the trouble's at is time. I agree, and that that could lead you to every day is a gift, um, and it every and, and every day is an opportunity. Mm. Okay, you're either going to waste the day or you're not going to waste the day, and I don't think that you're going to hear the. And uh, this is just me, but are you going to hear "Well done, my good and faithful servant"? If you're wasting days. Yeah, because scripture says that in the psalm, uh, Psalms or proverb, I, I, proverb or psalm, I can't remember. I'll look it up, and you can too. You can too. But teach us to number our days. You know, that's a being awareness. But how about the one thing since I was young, God always put in my heart was Psalm forty six. Be still and know that I'm God. Amen. You know, it's that quiet time, and it's about you know how when I dated my wife. I wanted to spend time with her, and that's how I got to know her. And I think today in today's society, there's this lack of time of spending intimate, quiet, stop. Not, this is where I'm going to get in trouble, but not a laundry list of prayer, this, that, and the other thing, but just stopping and listening. 
or a bunch of I wanna. Right. Not yeah. that. But going to God and saying, I'm stopping. I'm here. Well, that, that speaks to offering. Talk, talk to me. And it goes, to me, it goes back to, to Malachi where he, you know, the, the people say, God said, you've robbed me. And they say, how have we robbed you? Mm. He said, because, you know, you're giving me, you know, the example that was given me, you're, you're not giving me your best. Mm. I asked, I didn't ask for everything you had. Mm. I asked for your best and you've given me blemished sheep or goats. Wow. And, and really, that's what we've, a lot of us have done, and certainly I have, have done that. I have not given him my best. I mean, when you say, I wake up in the morning and I, I fall down onto my knees or, or crawl down onto my knees and, and pray, that would be giving him your best, uh, certainly your first. Yeah, I was going to say first. Certainly your sure. first. But, but it's because I've, I'm fallen, I'm broken, and it's okay. Yeah, no, that's. I'm not. Don't take that as like. No, I, take it for what it is. Yeah, but that's I, a good thing. It is, but I'm just saying it's it's because I, I know I'm aware, <laughs> of how, lacking I am and how terrible I'm. You know, but you would have to have a heart, right. that would want to be with him first thing, in the day, regardless of how you feel, how you wake up. But. And uh, and to fix a problem, you first have to identify mm. the problem, right? I mean, so that's, that's that's John. You, I don't know that you could do ten messages on that. You know, so when we when we there's nothing and that Jay, when you said that, I uh, that's great. I I and I and I think, well, man, I need to do that. And well, don't it's great, but I'm still every day. Fear and trembling. Well, you can do that as a discipline, and your heart and mind wouldn't be in it. But that I know you well enough to know that's not what you're talking about. Oh no, it's a crying out. Yes, it's it's a crying out. Like man, I can't do this. An intimacy. You desire an intimacy to to even start your. your I don't care if it's just thanks for another day. For sure. I mean, identifying him as first, and that that alone is. You know, I I just. Only, Good. Yeah, the only reason I said it though is because I think I'm it, glad you said it. Well, I'm going to do it. Yeah, but it's it's about dependence and utter dependence. <laughs> yeah. And and I and the only reason I say it is because I think is is we as Christians and I'm the first one to say that I'm I'm, you know, reckon it. But man, do I want to do better. And the only way I can do that is with Christ. Uh, yeah. You know. And, and so that's where I'm going. I to. think we all, I, I pray that same, I do, I pray that same thing. I can't do anything without him. I mean, I, I can't. I've proven for over 50 years that that um, I couldn't do it on my own. And, and uh, you know, so when, but getting up and I, you don't even stand up. That's... That's good stuff. If our listeners take nothing away but that, then that's a good thing. They are immediately going to the Lord, and that's that's a step in the right direction. Now, what a way to start the day. I I just, I don't know. I don't know what to say other than it just came out of the battle that I know that there is going to be coming. Mm-hmm. 
the closer we get to the end, the battles are going to get more difficult. Mm-hmm. And um, I just said, you know, I, I can't stand until I rightly position myself. And that's focused on you and totally uh, uh, want to be. Now, get that. Want to be a beating because it doesn't always work out. No. And um, But yet, my desire, mm-hmm. something that Jared and I were talking before this podcast my desire and that's where the rewriting had to happen was my desire had to become for him not my desires because one today's, of my, today's world's desires are really messed up oh for sure one of my favorite bible teachers he he always talks talked about uh spending time with the lord first thing in the morning and preferably the early morning mm. so that you can season and heart season your heart and your mind and that serves as a as a filter or a lens for the rest of your day. So you season mm. that heart and the mind in Christ, and then everything that comes next, whether it's work or family or hobby or or just life in general, again has to filter through that seasoning. And and uh, I would I would I would suggest that ending the day that way would be a would be a wise thing to do as well for all of us. Certainly for myself. Uh, agreed. Uh, yeah, uh, I can. Th- I can't think of a better way to end the day. I mean, I, and for me, and I'll say it, but like kind of like Paul did. For me, um, my my biggest thing when I mess up is when my mind is going nine different directions thinking about I have to do this and this needs done and we got to call these people and got to do this and got to do that and I'm not focused on Christ. When I'm focused on Christ, honestly, I sin, I don't sin a lot. But when I don't focus on Christ, when I'm when I'm my mind is pulled in other directions, uh, that's when I'm not so good. And, and, uh, so when you, when, when, if you're starting your day and you're, and you're ending your day, and I would almost say that we should take an hour or not an hour, but a period of time during the day and, and do it in the middle of the day and refocus because you, I don't think you can do it enough. If you really are out there trying to be obedient then he's got to be on your mind almost, you know, always. And, and that's the Holy Spirit helping you. Um, is the only way you're going to do it because none of us can do it ourselves. And that speaks of first Thessalonians, you know, pray without ceasing. Yeah. It's I, when I read that and when I dig down and it's not really just prayer, like folding our hands and bowing your head, but it's a continual conversation. Yeah, whether you're sitting on a tractor, no matter what you're doing, it's continual conversation. Oh, it's a relationship. Well, thanks. Yeah, you know, one so new—I mean, not new—so real in conscience to you that you're you're having a conversation constantly. Well, I just thought of something for the listeners when when John said earlier, "I can't, I can't do this." on my own, I, th- I think it's worth clarifying what that that means. You know, 
there are people that, that live every day without Christ, but what, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, John, and maybe you could expound upon this, but to me, when John says something like that, I can't, I can't do this on my own. He's saying, I can't please my God. I can't, I can't live and, and reach towards righteousness without Christ. That's what you're saying. Oh yeah. Right? I mean, people live every day. Yeah. 90 years. Not quote knowing. unquote good good lives according to men right but when you say i can't do it on my own you're you're referring to what's written in the word of god which is is to live a life that's pleasing to god and worthy of the savior yes yeah and that's that yes, that's a good that's a good that is really a good way to put it because um I fail miserably at times, and and uh, it's it it. I am I am I repent, and honestly, like I would really, really, really like to go one whole day without committing a sin, and I haven't been able to do it yet. But to guess what, tomorrow. I'll get up and try again. I, I, you can. My stubbornness and those who know me know, I can be hard headed and I can be stubborn. But this is one place where it really works to my advantage. Because tomorrow, guess what? Me too. I'm coming again. Yep. So, me too. That's that's that's, and you're right. Without the Holy Spirit in you, uh, you you really can't do it. And uh, one of my prayers is to to constantly. Fill my heart, fill me up with the Holy Spirit so it overflows from me because I think that's where other people look at you and say, well, something's different about them. And, you know, it's it's a, it's a prayer and it's something that, that I need and I think we all need for, because talk's cheap, um, Actions speak louder than words. And I think that's where, you know, his message needs to be our lifestyle. For me to live is Christ. I mean, I think, I think what we just discussed is is really, is is really indicative of, of that phrase that Paul, Paul gives. Now there's a second part to it and it's to die is gain. You know, which kind of, uh, I, I just, I chose this verse because it's just, it's so interesting to, to say in one sentence, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. It's, it's, and it goes back to what you two were talking about earlier, which is we can't lose. Nope. You can't lose in that faithfulness and in that, that desire for Christ, for righteousness, you know, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty profound thing to to consider. And I, on the way in, um, I was listening to Piper, John Piper. Stephen will tell you that's that's somebody that I revere. Mm. But uh, <laughs> anyway, we miss Stephen today. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to say, I just wanted to put that in. But he mentioned Philippians three seven and eight re- regarding this gain. He and it says, but whatever gain I had. I count it as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything at loss because of the surpassing worth 
of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. There's a lot there. Yeah. But for certain, I, you know, at church, between services, we, we, we go and, and we pray. Um, and we have a group that goes in there each each week and we pray. And one of the things I pray is for revival. Mm. And um and I'm sorry this 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 does not go with, with what you just said, but it, it, it I was I was thinking that that when Paul said to me to go to leapfrog back to me, he's speaking for himself. Revival starts in the heart. Not we can't. It's with each man, each woman, each heart. Each it, revival starts in the heart, and then it spreads, right? I mean, absolutely. So when Paul is saying, and so I guess when we say, because I have a very bad tendency sometimes to say we or us or our, and maybe that comes from my team sports thing. I'm not an individualist, but when it when it's broken down into into like revival or your heart or your relationship, it is a one-on-one thing with Christ, but then it becomes a body thing with with us all and it becomes with us all, but it 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 has to start in the mirror. And Paul starting it in the mirror, saying it to the church and and I just think that that this country needs a revival. This world needs a revival, but we this church needs a revival. Everything, but we can't <laughs> wait for somebody else no. to start it. No, it's well we said. We got to start it in the mirror. Yeah, absolutely. We are the church. So if the church is is going to experience revival, right? How are they going to re- experience? They're going to experience in the hearts of 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 the 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 body. Exactly. The members, the congregation, the, the saints. And there's no better day than today to, to start that and, and, and look and see. It's so, it you know, all you can control is yourself. And I'm not saying you or you, Jay, or I am saying me. And just like Paul is saying me. So if we take care of business within ourselves, it becomes, then the movement starts, then the growth starts, then the, the end no, that's right. And the the problem that I've been struggling with, though, in, in asking for that revelation as well, is I don't know how accepted that's going to be going forward. Oh, it's going to be met with well, we, resistance. You we kind of do know. From yeah. the world? In some ways, right. we kind of do know because it was written about. Right, and agreed. But when you think about for me to live as Christ, so if I'm going to live, there's we better be ready for the pushback. Yeah, and the loss. Right, and the loss, and that's that's going to be the problem, is and the defamation. Yeah, that's going to be the problem uh, for me to live as Christ. So, if, if I'm living in obedience to Christ, this world is taking a different turn. Where I'm not, I'm now the one not accepted. And this church, and that's, part of this church is going to take a different right turn. And I, so, I know these aren't things that are comfortable. No, necessarily but, talk about within the church, but we're we're see, we're all seeing it. Any yeah. any true follower of Christ is is seeing 
the change even with inside the church, not just the culture, but with inside the church. And it, it's you can already see it's not being accepted. No. And that's and you can see one's falling away. Right. And that's a struggle because I'm going to choose Christ every time. That goes right into John, though, doesn't it? When it, when he says that um, if the world hates you, mm-hmm. know that it first hated me. For sure. Yeah. I mean. And in the end times, there will be apostasy honesty, do in the we church. care what the world, th- I don't care what the world thinks of me. I really don't. If Christ, I mean, if you're a Christian and you're, I, do you really care what the world thinks of you? I don't. Well, for sure, we should we should care for what God thinks of us. First, we should love and fear God. Right. You know? And I mean, you know, the world is a lost and dying world, and, and uh, you know, I guess if you want to be lost and dying, it's going to like you, but if you're not going to want to be lost and dying, then it's probably going to hate you. I think for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we should care. For what the world thinks, but but that's a little different than what you were saying. You were saying their opinion of us, that right? Type of thing. I mean, we know yeah. what it's going to be, mm-hmm. so we shouldn't. We know it's coming, and and you know, yeah. We should, I, I just don't think that that's something we should concern ourselves with. It's coming, Jay. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's here. It know, might be better to say now that it's here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it might be more accurate. Yeah, and it, I, I, it might be. I see that, you know, there might be some, the tough part is, is how am I going to handle some of my relationships, Mm. you know, to live as Christ when someone else doesn't want to? Well, it's going to set you apart. It always has, but in in times like these that we're entering into or we have entered into, certainly the distinction is going to be made. Certainly it's going to be. It's going to be made and it's going to be felt, even within the church. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I, there's got to be a really strong relationship on who I am in Christ, not what the world thinks or anything like that. But wh- what is my what is my position with my father? That's the that's the most important thing to me. We we should count it. Thinking about it now, we should we should count it as an honor. If and when we suffer for Christ's sake, just like the apostles did. I mean, we have we have a full account of their suffering. And we have a full account of, of what the word says will come. And and really we should look at it as an honor because it is an absolute honor. It's an to honor suffer to serve for the him. To, I mean, that's yeah, to serve him, no to suffer question. for him. It's an honor it is. to be able to say, I mean, and I think that as Christians, we look at Navy SEALs and they, they're elite. What an honor it, they, they, that they carried, you know, Delta Force and it, the Secret Service. It's an honor. They are elite. They, they, they carry a code and they carry a, we serve the King of Kings. Lord of Lords. Not the President of the United States, not some rummy in some little third world country. We serve the King of Kings. That's an honor, a privilege. It's the high, of the highest order. R- right. And and so of the of the greatest gain. Right. What the world thinks of us is is they're gonna think. Yeah. And something to consider to prepare for though. And this, these are the tough, the tough things to consider. 
but we have to consider it. His children, when he was going before them, the Savior of the world, who did no wrong, what did they say? Crucify him. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what's what's being done, certainly internationally, to Christians that are are standing for the for the faith, and we're starting to see it enter in. Certainly, it's it's coming to the UK and Canada, yeah. and it's it's here too. Right. You know, even even those that would would dare to stand out on the street and to preach the word of God, you know, during during a festival that celebrates you know, homosexuality, that, that something that we don't celebrate and something that we have a heart to warn people about that type of, that type of living because of what the word of God says, you know, people are being arrested on the streets and thrown in prison. Yeah. And see that's in this country right now. No, that's my, that's where it really, everything comes together for me is look at the human condition. Crucify him. Yeah. Who said that? The chosen. Yeah. His chosen body. Well, the same ones that, uh, not necessarily the same individuals, but, but the same people that that were waiting for him to come, right. that were celebrating his return and saying, Hosanna. So what are we seeing? A lot of blindness. A lot of not. Do you see what I'm saying? I think we need to be aware of what we're what what we're capable of. Well, when we're not, you know, we, we have to be careful of our ignorance for yeah, sure yeah. of who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Jay, to your point, and I I think of the the story that we read in in Wisconsin where yeah. they were having the the transgender drag show, and the guy just came stood across the street and read the bible he didn't he didn't riot he didn't loot he didn't cause a scene he stood over there with an open bible and read it and was arrested and meanwhile we see cities getting burned and other riots and nobody getting arrested and i i I sit there and I, I, that's where I look at what you're saying is what the world thinks of us. If you just open a Bible on a street corner and read it during one of their events, you're getting arrested. And that's, that's America right now. And, it is, and it's entered in. Yeah. And, and so you're right. That is coming. That is definitely coming. And, um, or it's here. Or, well, well, it's I think both are accurate. Right. Yeah. I and think more of it is coming. So for us, uh, so we need to leave us live as when I or? think when I think, and I don't want to mention names. Um, when I think of uh, the people we know that are ac- abroad right mm, now right. on mission, yeah. um, it's coming here. Yeah, I, yeah. The mission field is opening here. Yeah. It's always been here, but it's yeah, it's really opening, good. and it's it's opening with may I say may I dare say it's opening within the church itself, the mission field. Yeah, that's well. Said. I know that, that may be a little bit dramatic, but maybe not. No, no. no. And again, I I think that certain it, churches for I, sure. I think that it goes back to and th- 
thank you, John, for pulling us back to the beginning of this verse because I, I think that it does speak to to live is Christ. Yeah. And some of some of this suffering could even be viewed as as, as death in, in a way. To die is gain. So if and when you do suffer to die is gain. Mm-hmm. That death to die is gain. And and maybe I th- I think maybe we'll end up having a second podcast maybe on the second part of this verse which is to die is gain because I think there's a lot to delve into. Yeah, I there. I think that needs to be written down to do that, but I also think it needs to be written down who is Christ. I hate to ask that question as well, being amen. a Christian who's walked with him for 30 years. But oh, I, amen. I, I'm uh, that's where it's at. Have I have I spent enough time in that relationship? And I'm asking myself an honest question. Do I truly know who he is? That's that's one of the things, one of the few things I do well. <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> one of the few things somewhere. I do well. For whatever reason, the Lord has allowed me to take very simplistic things and, and just Keep them present in my mind as to the meaning. So Christ, when we say Christ, mm-hmm. we shouldn't just say Jesus Christ like it's a name. Christ means anointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's when, what I mean. When There's I so hear many you say Christ, or I say Christ, I immediately think not, not just the man mm-hmm. who came, but the anointed one right. from God. Right. The Savior that takes away the sins of the world. Because as we Messiah. Said, yeah, as, as we said in the last podcast, it's for a man to die once and then the judgment. Yeah. And so I my one of my desires right now, and see that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to replace desires, worldly desires with eternal position desire desires is who truly is he. Yeah. You know, he encompasses Galatians where it says this is the fruit of the spirit. All that encompasses Christ how he walked, the love letters he left us, oh. all these things that you could spend. The second Adam. Right. Like there's so much. Uh, he. It's so wonderful of, of who he is oh. to try to just well, learn more and grow in that relationship. Can I ask it's a never weird ending. question? Maybe it's not a weird question. Probably um, I was thinking about when I said earlier about the Secret Service and the Navy SEALs and how they protect certain things, you're just sitting there talking about Jesus Christ and and who is he and what is he. We talk about service all the time, and this goes back to what you told me when I was going to speak about protecting the pulpit. Mm. is Is it not our job? To protect the gospel, because the gospel, is. the gospel is under heavy attack. Of course, it is our that's our responsibility. I, our John, that, that is that is that is the million dollar question. The truth, the truth is what's being eroded. Right, it and, is, and that's why we, for me, to live as Christ, for me, is to uphold it. And guess what? It's gonna get difficult. It's gonna get painful because. People are giving into their desires rather than their desire to be focused solely on the truth. Yeah. No matter if it's painful or not, it doesn't matter. 
truth is mutually exclusive. I don't have to justify it. I can't change it. It is what it is. God's given it to us. It's my then desire to either be obedient to that, to the Savior in gratitude. Now think of that word, in gratitude. Especially the believer. Right, in gratitude to what you've been given. Yeah, the church. Because guess what? Because what I've been given, I don't deserve it. Amen. That's simple. So now out of gratitude, saying, Lord, you'd love me that much, and I know who I am and how dirty I am, but yet you still love me. You still gave me this gift. So now I'm pulling out the roadblocks. Yeah, and I think that got ties in with the church part, what you said as well. Look, they're spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, but how many of them are... I'm not going to use that word. How many of them are amending it the way our country amends the Constitution? Sure. Well, I think, uh, to be fair, and I'll only speak for myself, right. I think we all do that to a degree. Mm. Uh, yeah. But you're right. Some some do it. Well, some take far more liberty in, in doing that see, in the faith. You're exactly right, Jared, but it goes back to crucify him. Yes. We as flesh, and if we deal in our flesh... Yes. That's what's going to happen. Yes. The desire is, desire is going to be to self pr- pr- promote self. Yes. What do I want? Yes. Right. Keep the flesh alive. There you go. And, but to die is gain. There you go. To live is Christ, but to die is. So gain. I have to die to that. Yes, you do. It has to be crucified. That's. I, I think the old man's speaking, gone. But no, we want to hold as we right. talked about this morning. Before sure. there's people, we want to hold on to that For old sure. man. I don't want to let go of that. For sure. But I don't want to be lost. Yeah, it's, you know, I, it's, in, in this, I don't, I won't get lot caught up and lost in it. I like how we've brought this full circle. Yeah, it's, uh, that really, that and it goes back out. to the Thank heart. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, he, does it, he does it well if you just call on it. That's him. why I was curious <laughs> to see how this would go. Yeah, I, yeah. I really I, like how that this just came full circle because well, it wasn't scripted. It's really. a, no, it, it, no, because this part we didn't speak of. Right. No, because, but that's what the Holy Spirit brings out because if you have a desire to be obedient, I, as I said before we start, is in Hebrews 11. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Do you want what another truth? a great truth? scripture to, to call out. Do you want another truth? This. Because I, you know, he's up there saying I have it. And wait a minute. Even more important, I'm inside of you, yeah. ready to illuminate it to you. Yeah, he dwells inside. Yeah. I'm ready to illuminate it. And I'm ready to use you and, and have this incredible, wonderful relationship. But... Or are you going to show up? And I hate to say that, but that's the question I ask myself. Well, there was a pastor that we all sat under for, for years mm-hmm. that, that gave a message, and, and hopefully I remember this correctly, but it was you have once you're born again, once you're saved, you have access, 100% mm-hmm. access to the Holy Spirit. Amen. He, he was sent here for us mm-hmm. to the do helper. God's will. Don't get me wrong, but, right. but secondarily... For us, for our right. sakes, the according helper. to God's yeah. will, the helper, right? The comfort. teacher, the, the, yeah, the comforter, the one that, that. Paracletos, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but the second part was the, the important part of the message, which was how much of yourself have you given over to him? Because he just, he doesn't just take, he doesn't just take, he doesn't, he doesn't want uh, robots to love him and to serve him, right? No, that's he wants. A, he wants what? What did we talk about earlier? The heart. He wants your heart. 
It's all the hardest. He wants your first. He wants your best. He doesn't want everything. He's given you plenty of of time, plenty of things, plenty of of, of everything else. You'll never outgive God. No, but never. but think of that. We have we have access to the Holy Spirit of God. We have through through Messiah. Mm-hmm. We have access to the Holy Spirit of God, right? And His working in us and around us. But how how much of us are we willing to submit to Him? You know, and, and to me, it goes back into those verses. Like if you were you were bought. Well, let's say this one: you were bought at a price, mm, a heavy price, a heavy price. Amen. But even though you were bought at a price, he's he's not forcing your heart to do anything. No, it's, Jesus says, "If you love me, right, you obey my commands. Right. If you love, that's me. what freedom is, though. That is freedom. That is. that is true freedom. But it's also recognizing what he suffered for your sake. Yeah, and that's why I dislike where sometimes they use the word pardon. I don't like the word pardon because pardon is like what you're let go. And there was a heavy price paid. Heavy. Like one we can't even. No. For him to be separated, him cry out on a cross, why? You know, why? Why have you forsaken me? Take that on for a minute. For you. That that was said for you. Yeah. Take just for making a small analysis real quick of that. Yeah. Someone who was never separated from the beginning of time in relationship is with what all he wants mm-hmm. left with us is the only thing that will stand time. We're in Genesis. It says we. Right. So even as the world is burned up and goes away, there'll still be one thing left, and that's relationships. Mm. And so he was in this relationship with his father from the beginning of time. But for you. Before the beginning of time. Right. Because we live out, he lives outside of time. Right. So before even we existed, there's this relationship. And because he loved you so much, he was willing to divide that, that he didn't understand it, that he said, why have you forsaken me? Yep. The God of the world. Yeah. And here we split questions about whether we should this or that. You know, it's just interesting. There was something I heard when I lived in Minnesota, and there were these toll gates over um, Lake Superior. These these drawbridges that raised up and down, they didn't open like a scissors. They, they kind of lifted mm. up over these yeah. canals where these massive ships like the Ella Fitzgerald would run through. And I was listening to this preacher, and, and I hope I get this right, because this is powerful. And he was talking about the gospel and, and Christ's sacrifice, and not only what it meant to us, but what it meant to God. And he said there was a case where, again, I hope I get this right, but if not, I think the audience will still appreciate the example where there was a child playing on the playing on the bridge, but the bridge had to come down. It had to, or it would cost people their lives, because the, there was there was traffic, there was boat boat traffic, motor traffic, all all kinds of things. Anyway, so the the controller of the bridge had to make a decision: Do I sacrifice the child to save all these people? Or do I save the save the child? And so, so the the thing that that matters in this, and that's that's so like just overwhelming, is is that the the child was sacrificed to save the majority, but the 
the man who did it, the man who controlled the bridge, right. suffered suffered great greatly. The difference with God is when his son was sacrificed for for his creation, for man, he rejoiced in it. Mm. What about mm. now think about that. Mm. Now think about that. There's nothing else like that regarding the gospel. There's yeah. nothing else like that. That God was pleased to see Christ suffer for for God's sake and for our salvation. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. So foreign to what we, you know. As a father, I cannot imagine hmm. seeing seeing someone sacrificed for for many and being being at the helm of that. But but because of God's righteousness and because of his love for his creation, John three sixteen, right? Mm-hmm. He was pleased with it. Mm. That that blew me away. I was young, young believer then. Probably yeah. just a year in. Because that, that, that makes me think, you know, as he asked Peter, and I just, sorry, it stuck in my mind where he just keeps asking Peter, do you love me? But he never asked Peter, do you know that I love you? That's, that's, I know, we know by what we've been shown that that's not a question. Yeah, you don't need to ask that. He doesn't. I don't. I've been shown right. beyond anything that I could even understand or imagine that goes beyond anything my small, incapable mind can even conceive. So I would never ask that question. I hate to say that, but that's on, That's me being honest because I know he does. Sure. Now, the question of me, <laughs> do I love him? That's, that's a question that needs some discovery. Because it's going to make decisions different in my life. That's that's one of the scriptures that when I read, it just brings me to to tears. Because you, how can you read those scriptures when he asks him three times? Mm-hmm. Especially when you consider Peter's response. I know. And he changes the word love at the end on the third time to meet him. You know, to meet Peter where he was at. You know? Yeah. Again, love. Yeah. Okay, Peter. Yeah. I'm, I, Peter yeah. loved him, though. Oh, for sure. He did. You, I mean, you can hear it in the scriptures. But the Lord's point is driven home to all of us for thousands of years later. <laughs> yeah, because... Peter, uh, do you love me? And especially Peter dealing with the fact of weeping that he, you know, distanced himself from him when the time came. So we see the human condition there so beautifully. Oh, yeah. And the power of sin. And uh, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yes, for Amen. sure. The power of sin. But yet, on the other side of the sin, where's God? Do you love me? Mm. I've not changed. I've not moved. It's My always posi- us. No, no it's God doesn't always change. us. Always us. He didn't change. He didn't move. Nope. Peter walked. To live but is Christ, to die is Yeah. But when Peter came back, look what happened. Then feed my sheep. It's not, did he say, Peter, I, I don't know if I can trust you. You messed up. It's not what he said. No. No, I mean, it was, it was the question itself puts Peter, in my opinion, 
the question itself puts Peter into the into the fire, into the coals to burn. But the answer that he gives after Peter responds is what raises him up. And, esta- and establishes him. So are we going to live as Christ? And, in, 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 you know, and if then there's death, it's gain. We're one day closer to life. Every day we wait. Oh, man, that life is good. I can't wait. The first thing I want to do is go into space. <laughs> Lord, let me fly into space. He's going to get to Mars one way or another. Yeah, I just know. First, I'm going to love my Savior, see him face to face, and just be in total, absolute awe. But you want to tour through the galaxy. I do. I, I'm going to be on my face. Well, for your sake, I hope it's still there. Uh, it's, well, it, it, so I'm going to be on my face, obviously, honoring him in the best way possible, face to the ground, totally prostrate before him. But then when he says, get up, like he always does, I, I want to go to space. <laughs> just fly me out there and just show me the incredible things that you've made. <laughs> well, amen. I mean, you know, it is marvelous. Well, what else is it there for? Other than his grandeur? I don't know. That's it, a podcast. That's damn, I don't know. Well, look. Look how magnificent and amazing I am. I am just so I would beyond. Am, I would imagine it's like the rest of creation, which is, it's it's there for his, boy, I, should, I hope I say this correctly. It's there for his enjoyment. It's there for his satisfaction. It's, it's for us. Too. I mean, he deserves that. He's the he only he, one. It's he's so amazing. I mean, Look we were what created can, to serve him, right? Right. Look what I can do, and I love you. I I would say that all of creation was created to serve him. Oh yeah, but it was it was of his good purpose it? and his good good. Oh point. my god! Oh it's yeah, it's gonna be unbelievable. It's gonna be amazing. Well, even Elon Musk can't. No, can't give you that tour. So, so. <laughs> that sounds like a good. <laughs> good place to yeah to kind of wrap it up for the universe well let's just let's go before the lord again just in a simple prayer Amen. and um and a good good heart towards the lord father god in heaven again we thank you for this this day that you've given us you've given us a day to gather and to speak of christ and make much of him and to consider all these things that you've brought to our hearts and and minds lord not just for us but for the listener as well uh Lord, we pray that you would be blessed by these conversations, and we ask for a blessing, Father, a mm-hmm. blessing, a blessing that would just strengthen our faith and, and yes. our love for Jesus yeah, Christ, yeah. our Lord and Savior. In His name, we pray. Amen. Amen. We would like to thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to hear others, you can find them at www.gracemercylove.com. So until next time, may God richly bless you all.